stores and and you know people trying to sell them um, technologies and, and products that that may have value, but uh, are they are they set up as an organisation to be able to integrate those into their into their business into their processes um, in order to derive value from them? Um, and so to me, that's kind of almost the, the bigger question when it comes to technology is, is, is the, do we have the sort of the management technology, if you like, to, to make use of the, the digital technology? Welcome along to the Asset Guardian podcast, where we explore the discipline of asset management throughout New Zealand and speak with industry leaders to learn more about the innovation and challenges in today's evolving world of technology, infrastructure and regulation. My name is Josh Pope, and I'll be your guide on this journey into the world of kaitiakirawa and asset management. Well, welcome along to the third episode of the Asset Guardian podcast. Uh, I'm pleased to welcome my third guest today, uh, is Andrew Gatlin from Asset Dynamics. Uh, he has an extensive background in the power industry, and some of his former roles include Asset Management Specialist at Unison, as well as Network Strategy Manager and Project Manager also for Unison. Uh, he was Director at Gatlin Consulting and now a Director and Principal at Asset Dynamics. Uh, Andrew is the current chair of the Asset Management Council New Zealand chapter and is passionate about improving business systems to ensure strategic alignment and ensure poten the potential of teams is fully realised. Andrew has over 15 years experience in the asset management space and it's my pleasure to have him on the podcast today and I'm very excited to hear your journey and hear your insights. So kia ora, Andrew, welcome along. Hey Josh, thanks very much for the intro and uh, thanks for having me on the on the podcast. No worries at all. Hey, so um, just uh, so we can get started, uh, maybe do you just want to tell us a little bit about your current role and sort of what that involves and, and what you're currently doing? Absolutely. So, um, yeah, so Asset Dynamics is a, is a collaboration between myself and uh, a gentleman named uh, Jules Congleton. Um, and uh, Jules is a, a, an expert in uh, asset information and information management systems. And um, I've got a sort of a background, as you said, in, in asset management, and so we sort of teamed up to to work together on on projects to help asset intensive organisations um, improve their um, management systems, improve how they how they deliver asset management, um, and how they organise themselves to do that, and also how they uh, basically leverage their asset information and, and, and asset data to um, get the best value from that from that you know, really critical resource. Yeah, nice. So a bit of a dream team there, <laughs> dream team pairings. <laughs> hey, um, if you weren't doing your current role, uh, is there any other sort of passions and stuff that you might might have followed or, or would like to follow? Oh, um, difficult one. Um, I think like most of my most of my time outside of work goes into my family. So we've got two two young children, two daughters. Um, and, uh, yeah, so I think like a lot of, a lot of our time, spare time goes into, into them. Um, I play a bit of squash outside of work. Um, and I think, you know, once, once the kids get a little bit older, it'll be time to start getting some, some hobbies and, and things to do uh, outside of that. Yeah. Yeah. Very nice. Very nice. That's yeah. cool. I, um, just, uh, I try to get the personal side of our guests before we get yep. into the asset management heavy content. But um, when you were a kid, was there anything you wanted to be when you grew up? Um, 
I, I don't really recall having a clear view of what I wanted to do when I was older. When I was a child, I was like really, I was really heavily into sport as a child. Played a huge amount of football. Um, that was that was sort of a passion for me. But I don't really, um, don't really recall ever, you know, having a view about doing that as a as a career or the long term. Um, I think you know, as I as I got a little bit older, um, you know, I st- sort of started focusing on things at school and that that I was interested in more than anything else, without really, you know, thinking about long term long term prospects and career. Um, and you know, just through through a sort of a random walk of of things that I did and and choices that I made, I ended up in asset management. And you know, it's just it's something I find really interesting. And um, and, and I think you know that's a you know, it's a different way. Some people, I think, have a really clear perspective on what they want to do when they're when they're younger, um, and sometimes follow that follow that. But for me, it's been it has been a sort of an iterative process, and I think that process will probably continue through my career. <laughs> <laughs> and, and I mean, I, I there's something I sort of lean into a little bit as well. It's um, you know, it's never stop exploring, right? You know, yeah, you can have have all the best intentions and plans in the world, but you know, sometimes you find that you end up somewhere that you may not have expected, but, you know, as it, it, is, is where you were sort of supposed to be anyway. And um, I'm starting to see a bit of a pattern emerging here where uh, I guess so far it's, it seems like uh, all of us have by accident ended up in the asset management space or, you know, unintentionally sort of ended up here. Oh, interesting, <laughs> it's, yeah. It's kind of cool. Yeah. Hey, um, across your career, what have been some of the biggest changes you've seen in the asset management space? Well, I think um, I think we are in the in, in a process of of asset management becoming increasingly professionalised. Like um, when I when I first started in my in my first role, um, things were quite rudimentary in terms of um, you know how the organisation was set up and how decisions were being made, um, you know how data was being used and and so on. And I think. Um, as time's gone on, there has been, uh, and driven by you know expectations around of, of stakeholders and customers and and so on, um, it's really driving um, organisations to become more mature and and all of those things. How they how they you know basically deliver asset management. Uh, so I think um, that's probably you know there, there is a there is a real um, change, and that's only in the last you know 15 years since I, th- I think I started my first role early in 2007. Um, so that. You know there has been quite a pace of change, and I think that's that's only going to accelerate. Um, really, just driven by those same forces intensifying and and increasing. You know, um, obviously affordability is a, a major uh, challenge. Affordability of services, um, and also you know increasing expectations around sustainability, around um, health and safety management. So all of these things are really combining to push things forward quite quickly. Yeah, yeah, mm. I couldn't agree more. It's certainly um, something. Uh, I myself have seen in that space as well. There's a lot more pressure, I suppose, on decision makers to um, and, and competing priorities, you know, and weightings given to those priorities um, that that feed into the the ultimate decision at the end of the day. And I've sort of noticed that you, you know you can't always make everyone happy, but you kind of have to just make the best best call with <laughs> what yeah. you have. Yeah. Is is there been any um, sort of innovations or technology changes that you've seen in the asset management space that, um, you know, across your career that you've seen change or, or help decision makers, you know, even today or for the future? Uh, look, I, I think um, technology is an interesting one. I think, um, you know, there, there are a number of really interesting technologies, um, you know, that are that are being explored 
you know constantly in in all of the different sectors. I think for me, um, I guess I'm I'm less interested in the technologies per se and more um, how organisations can sort of use them and and get value out of them. And I think that to me is like a, a has been a gap and and is a, a an issue that many organisations struggle with. Like they have these, um, they have obviously um, vendors and and you know people trying to sell them um, technologies and, and products that that may have value, but uh, are they are they set up as an organization to be able to integrate those into their into their business, into their processes um, in order to derive value from them? Um, and so to me that's kind of almost the the bigger question when it comes to technology is is uh, is the do we have the sort of the management technology if you like to to make use of the the digital technology? Mm, yeah, yeah, no, and I couldn't agree more. It's um, again back to personal experience. It's it's certainly something I've seen um, within the industry as mm. well. You know, managing the, those bigger data sets or, or not having the data structured in a way that, that that can be useful. You know, through one of those systems or whatever yeah, it is. You know, you're exactly right. I think um, you know the data piece is absolutely critical. Um, you know the the first problem and the probably the biggest problem that um you know data intensive applications need to grapple with is actually getting the, getting the right data getting it in the right structure um at the required level of accuracy to actually be able to use it <laughs> you know once you've once you've kind of got that you've you've solved most of the problem yeah yeah no, definitely and it's going to be um there's, there's certainly more of an emphasis on those data-driven decisions as we you know, like you said, move into that more complex world where, where there's, you know, greater emphasis on a lot of these different drivers. So, yeah, it's going to be key in the future. Hey, um, I mentioned that you were uh, the chair, chairing the Asset Management Council New Zealand chapter. Um, would you be able to tell us a wee bit about what that is and Absolutely. what it involves? Yeah, yeah. So um, the, the Asset Management Council has been around um, quite a while. It's an Australian uh, not-for-profit organisation. Um, and really, its its mission is to advance the, the asset management discipline and and assist organisations and individuals to um, basically reach their potential with asset management. Um, and uh, we saw the opportunity. Well, in fact, um, a, a friend of mine, Raymond Tan, um, saw the opportunity to introduce um, the the asset management council to New Zealand in 2017 and set about kind of working with the. The Australian board to you know get a New Zealand chapter set up, um, and so we've been around now about five years, um, and I've got I've been involved in about three for the last three, and um, what we've been trying to do is establish like a regular pattern of uh, technical meetings and and symposia to sort of bring together people to learn about asset management topics, um, but also provide a. a a meeting point for people to um, get together, network, uh, build a bit of a community of practice. And I think the the thing about the the Asset Management Council that appeals to me above some of the other existing groups in New Zealand is it's, it's sort of pan-industry, so it's not specific to, say, the power sector or local government or, or what have you. It's, um, it's really like um, deals with any asset management um, related related sector and so you do get those quite valuable conversations that are happening um, across across industries where you have kind of cross fertilization of ideas from um, you know different uh, areas within the economy uh, which I think is incredibly valuable um, and in fact we have a um, symposium coming up 
shortly in um, in the middle of September, on the 15th of September in Auckland. We've got a, a one-day um, symposium. So if, if any of your listeners are interested in attending or watching um, via live stream, it's going to be it's going to be streamed. So you can um, visit amcouncil.com.au and you can find out more and, and potentially register if, if that's of interest. Yeah, perfect. That sounds great. And that's something I'll um, definitely be checking out myself. Uh, for the Asset uh, Management Council, you know, itself is the a way for people to sign up or get involved or, um, you know, what's the sort of pathway for that? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So um, the, the AM Council, it's just the AM Council website, it's amcouncil.com.au. Um, and, you know, they, they offer quite a range of services. I mean, they do um, like certification for individuals. So you can become a, a sort of a certified asset management practitioner through through the Asset Management Council um, and, and various levels of seniority in that in that um, through a competency uh, demonstration process. Um, they also do like really frequent webinars um, from people throughout Australia and, and abroad as well. Um, and uh, so, yeah, you can become a member and then you get access also to their um, asset management body of knowledge, which is, you know, a real trove of, of information and, and really valuable resources. So quite a, quite a range of benefits. Great. That's, that, that's fantastic. And that's sort of, uh, you know, as we were just talking before this, um, we started the recording, was the, the purpose of this podcast as well was to try and get some of that, uh, you know, as you see, cross-pollination between different asset management sectors, you know, having primarily been based in the power industry and yourself just in the power industry, it's quite interesting to hear, you know, similarities and, you know, different ideas from different industries as well and how they could potentially be applied to our own industries and, you know, what's applicable and sort of what's not and take what you can, use what you can and, you know, sort of leave the rest. But, yeah. That's right, yeah. Um, can you just sort of describe to our listeners sort of what asset management means to you? Sure. I, I think um, in in sort of really simple terms, I'd say it's um, a bunch of people, hopefully competent people working together to deliver, you know, um, business requirements, stakeholder requirements um, through, through the management of assets. Um, and, you know, if we can get that that group of people really well aligned and and how they're thinking and and acting um, and making decisions and if we're continually evaluating you know how those decisions are resulting in in those stakeholder needs and requirements being met um, and then making improvements as we go along I think you know that that sort of overall picture is is us delivering asset management um, so I I really do see it um, in that kind of systematic approach where um, you know we have uh, a clearly defined set of you know goals and objectives that we're trying to achieve and then um, you know well-defined processes to achieve those those goals and objectives yeah really well said really well said um, is there any future advice you would give to say current industry professionals or maybe up-and-comers into the industry um, I think I think kind of relates back to my previous answer, which is um, you know understanding the the full system and and you know for people people in the industry in industry and people coming into the industry, I think building really strong uh, respectful relationships with you know colleagues throughout the organisation, um, and then using those relationships to to you know basically share your perspectives and understanding of asset management from your role um, and then learning from from your colleagues uh, you, you know you can 
really help the organization knit asset management together and, and get some kind of integration happening. Um, so I think, yeah, it really is a, um, a people-focused discipline. It's all about um, you know people being able to work together and communicate effectively. Uh, and yeah, it starts and ends with people. Yeah, that is, that's that's really really well put. I, it's um, man after my own heart, I'd say. It's, <laughs> and, you know, once you sort of step into that world, you you do have um, sort of you, you're reaching into different aspects. You know, if, if you're within the, the business itself or, or do, do a consultancy, you know, you soon find there's um, you know the sustainability side of things involved, the finance side of things involved, the technical engineers are involved. You know. Um, there's regulatory and compliance that you've got to meet as well. So it's you've got to have a, a relatively broad understanding of each one of those, you know, categories. So you can sort of tie all the ends together to to you know to make the decision or, or d- deliver you know what you need to at the end of the day. Um, do you have a favourite quote or or saying that you'd like to share with the audience at, at all? That's it's sort of maybe why it's meaningful to you. Or um, I would say. Uh... Well, I mean, I've done quite a little bit of reading, um, you know, as part of my learning in asset management. I read quite a bit about um, kind of quality management because, you know, a lot of the, the sort of ideas that have come through in contemporary asset management, ISO 55000 and stuff, have been very strongly influenced by um, the quality management discipline. Um, and, you know, one of the founding fathers, if you like, of quality management was a guy called um, Joseph Duran, and um, he he said something like, um, "All improvement happens project by project, and and, and in no other way." And uh, you know that quote to me is is quite um, quite important when we think about asset management because um, I think you know in, in organisations, senior people um, tend to uh, think that you know improvement's just going to happen, um, and and you know alongside you know, business as usual operations and so on. And and I think the reality is that in order to get things done, you know, people need to be motivated, they need to be brought along. Um, you know, projects need to be planned and and monitored and controlled and and then those outputs, you know, that we're producing through those projects then need to be kind of embedded back into into the business. Um, and I think, you know, it's very challenging to do that without some sort of um, project, you know, project structure. So I think that's sort of one part of it. And then, uh, you know, I think another part of that that quote that sort of resonates with me is um, the idea that, um, you know, often boards and senior teams, they're sort of expecting, um, I guess, transformation. Transformation is the word that often comes comes up when, um, when organisations think about strategy. And, uh, you know, to, to a large extent, I think that, um, you know, transformation is a little bit of a myth. Um, and I think really where organizations can make rapid changes um, in, a, in, a, in an effective way, it's, it's through um, running lots of lots of continual improvement projects where we're continually building on um, our existing capability and, and, and you know, ratcheting it up over time, locking in the change uh, and then moving forward. Um, and so I guess my takeaway from, from the quote, you know, to summarize, I'd say it's, it's, it's all about um, – you know, focusing on continual improvement. It's focusing on, um, you know, if we've got excess resources, we improve, we increase the cadence of those continual improvements. But we're not trying to sort of start from scratch, you know, with with things. And um, and you know, if you go if you go forward and um, spend some time running these sorts of improvement projects, 
and you look back after a period of time, then you then you sort of can see some sort of transformation that's happened within the organization. Yeah, amazing. That's really well put. It's, uh, I love that saying, you know, I love the way that you've sort of broken that down and explained it. And to, to me, it's, you know, similar to that, uh, the saying, of, you know, it's like, what point do you know when you're fit? You know, and it's it's after going to the gym, you know, you, you go once and, and you spend eight hours in the gym one day and, and you're not, you don't get fit, right? But it's consistency over time, you know, those small steps that add up to over a longer period of time. And like you say, you look back and you go, oh my gosh, you know, look what we've achieved and that that there is is your transformation, right? And and you're right. I think the way it can be used within um, businesses at the moment seems like almost an immediate overnight thing that has to happen without a lot of practical steps in place to to try and get there. There's, there'll be some sort of steps, but there's a lot of details of normally missing from that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, and and I think it, yeah. it 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 has the potential to be quite. Um, destructive of value, I think, for organizations, yes. you know, because you you sort of um, disregard, you know, some of the, the good practices or things that were regarded as good practice in the past um, and try and replace it um, almost immediately when, you know, uh, often a better way of doing it is simply to take the areas that you're not happy with and, and slowly, you know, identify opportunities to do things better. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's been great to have you on the show today. Andrew, uh, fantastic hearing uh, your insights and um, fantastic hearing about the Asset Management Council. And um, I'd urge anyone listening to go and check that out and and get involved and um, get your tickets for September. (laughs) Thank you for coming on today, Andrew. Fantastic, Josh. Thanks very much for the opportunity.